Hey, Mugwarts. Welcome to Wormwood and Witches, a podcast all about the strange and unusual. (laughs) Tally and Erica invite witches and weirdos from all backgrounds to the conversation of the mystic and divine. Come fly with us on this journey as we explore ritual, magic, and the peculiar. Hosted by Anchor, you can find us on all of your favorite streaming platforms. You can also find us on Facebook at Wormwood and Witches Podcast or Instagram at Wormwood and Witches. Hey, Mugwarts, it's Tally, and I am back with another installment of our summer reruns. Um, It's been really fun to revisit these, and I am going to revisit our first interview back in March of 2021 with Lizzie. Her Instagram handle is Lizzie and the Bats. I believe that's also her TikTok She is a kitchen witch and a bartender and has a wealth of knowledge of drinks and is just really a delight to talk to. We could have talked to her for hours and hours. In fact, I think we did talk to her for about three hours just during, before, after, and during recording. Um, It was just really, just a really great Um, interview and she's really fun. I'm sure you already follow her on the social media platforms, but if you don't give her a check out um, Lizzie and the bats with a Z at the end. So in the spirit of this episode and Leo season, we are going to make a gin drink. Gin is the name of a beverage from the French name of the juniper berry, and I will butcher this, Genève. (laughs) I had to listen to it a thousand times, and I'm still not getting it right. Then it was altered by the Dutch, Genever, and shortened by the English to gin. It's been used medicinally for kidney ailments that date back to the Middle Ages and beyond, North American indigenous peoples have used juniper to relieve seizures, colds and coughs, and to aid in childbirth. The Salish and Northwest coastal tribes use juniper to banish evil spirits and protection from witchcraft. Hey, we aren't all bad. (laughs) Uh, So keeping with protection, we are going to use gin. And I am using a local gin from Balmer Distillery out of Lakewood, just outside of Denver, if you aren't familiar with the Denver area. We're going to also use rosemary simple syrup for clarity, lavender for healing, and lemon for purification. And then we'll top it off with sparkling water. So with the rosemary simple syrup, You're going to have one cup of sugar to one cup of water and about a fourth of a cup of rosemary leaves. I have fresh rosemary, so that's what I'll be using. You can also use dried rosemary that you have in your spice pantry, but you might need to use more because it won't be as fragrant. 
and it's all really to taste anyway. And for me personally, one cup of sugar is a little too sweet. So I dial it back and use about a three quarter cup. So you're going to want to boil that, let the sugar melt and let the rosemary kind of steep in there. So the boiling part won't take long, but then I let it steep for probably an hour to several hours and then strain out the rosemary and you'll have your rosemary simple syrup. And then I'm just making it simple. So you can use a shot or two of gin and then to taste your simple syrup. Again, I don't use too much because I don't like a lot of sweet. And then I'm going to add in a lavender sprig, maybe crush up a few one or two lavender petals because they can be really strong as well. And then a little lemon wedge for the end for that purification and to top it off with sparkling water. Add a few ice cubes, maybe shake it up and enjoy. Now let's listen to our conversation Erica and I had back in March with Lizzie. All right. Well, welcome mugworts to a very special second episode that we have for you that Tally and I have for you. Um, we have a very special guest today. Uh, Lizzie, do you want to introduce your, your, yourself? Hi. Yes, I am Lizzie, a kitchen witch and a bartender. I am a TikToker and I share my cocktails and recipes uh, having to do with kitchen witchery on TikTok. And She's we are fabulous. total, we are total fangirls of you. So when you said you were excited, we were like, no, 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 we're excited to have <laughs> you on. <laughs> no way. I am so happy. I'm so happy. I heard the preview for this podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. I can't wait till it even just starts. And then you're like, we do you want to be on it? I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're excited that you're here. Um, do you want to just quickly tell them your, uh, TikTok handle? Oh yeah. So it's Lizzie and the bats. Uh, I'm pretty sure it also shows up as Elizabeth Markham. Um, uh, and my last name, it looks like Mark Ham, M-A-R-K-H-A-M, uh, English names. You always got to throw a silent H in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's me, Lizzie and the bats. And that's the same on, uh, Instagram as well. Yes. Ex- with one exception, okay. the bat on Instagram, the bats is with a Z because somebody swiped up the handle before me. I used to have it, changed it for like five minutes. Someone took it and now I can't get it back. Oh, Damn. those jerks. And I bet I they're not even using it. They, she does. And the oh. worst part is we both, it's that we have bats for the same reason. It's because we both have dogs that look like bats. Oh my, what kind of dogs do you have? I have two little black Cheweenies, uh, brother and sister. We rescued them. Um, a little over three years ago. And they just look like those little fruit bat rescue videos you see online Um, and like Instagram. Oh my God. (laughs) They're probably so adorable. Yay for the Puccinis. Yeah. And we, I had, I had to adopt like the sign on their little kennel said like, we would like to go home together, brother and sister. And we're like, my boyfriend and I were there and we're just like, well, we're suckers. So of course we'll take both of these dogs. And then Absolutely. that's where you end up with like 500 animals later yeah. and you're just like, this is my life. So. Yeah. 
(laughs) Thankfully, they're rambunctious enough that we're like, it's more than enough. (laughs) That's awesome. We are inspired by your cocktail making and uh, which is hilarious because last time uh, Eric and I recorded, I was like, Ooh, I'm going to make a lavender simple syrup. And then I saw that you made a lavender kind of like a simple syrup, but you used honey. Yeah. Instead. And I just used sugar, like sugar and water and the lavender, but I was like, Ooh, now I want to try it with honey. Was, was there sugar in it as well? Or was honey just the sugar? So that was just honey. Okay. Um, it's, it's some people call it a honey syrup. Um, but it's also called, I like the name for it. That's runny honey. Um, because the idea is that if you're using honey in a cocktail and you just use it straight out of the container, um, it kind of almost like coagulates and becomes like a kind of a sappy texture and it won't combine with the rest of the ingredients. So you have to water it down and cook it a little bit with water. So that way it'll readily combine like a simple syrup. And I, yeah, I've done a uh, lavender simple syrup too. I, I love lavender so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and next time you make it, okay, just throwing this out here. One of my favorite things to do with lavender simple syrup is muddle a little bit of blackberries into it and then strain <gasps> that out. It doesn't hard, like no real flavor gets added, but it will actually make it like a lavender color. Ooh. Oh, see, I was, I was, uh, looking up like, okay, what can I do to color it without adding a fake color? Cause I don't want to do that. And uh, that's all I kept seeing was just adding f- like a food coloring. And I def- just did not want to do that. So it's like, well, that's fine. I, it just won't work, but this I, okay. So I'll have to be right back because I'm going to go make some more <laughs> lavender <laughs> simple syrup with blackberries. Be right yeah. back. Just that's kidding. Perfect. We'll see you in a few. <laughs> it's so simple. Yeah. I love coloring with like natural things. I cooked some yeah. beets the other night and I, almost kept the water that I cooked them in. Cause I was like, I'm going to, I'll die something with it. Dude. And hell then, yeah. And then Absolutely. I did. <laughs> I oh no. I am an 80 year old woman on the inside. I love me some pickled beets. Yes. <laughs> I had a beet sandwich too. the other day at work. I was just like, yep. Yep. I like beets. I like dates. Everything that 80 year olds. I, I you, think you, like. you are kind of a an older woman trapped in a younger woman's body. <laughs> 33 like, going on 150. Pretty much. I like beats and Dean Martin. Yeah, totally. I do. <laughs> I think we all share an affinity for like older things during mm. glorious eras that are no longer here. So now oh, it's just sure. like kids who, like, I don't know what Gen Z, uh, I don't know what their thing is. They really oversized like sweatshirts. Y- yeah, oversized sweatshirts and like Y two K era things. It's so weird. Like butterfly clips. They're collecting oh my- butterfly clips. What? We are now vintage tally. <laughs> well, I've still been have vintage. Mine. <laughs> I've I've been vintage, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, huh? That's interesting. I don't. I don't have time for that. Those little yeah. Well, now we get shit for what we get shit for our side parts and skinny jeans now. So they're coming after us. Which I don't remember picking on Gen X like this. I don't. We just want to be loved. Yeah. We just want to just be like equal rights for all. We're all living our our best lives, right? And no bullying. (laughs) What's up with the bullying? Like they're the the 
the people who are like trying to stop bullying and now they're bullying us. So I don't appreciate it one bit, little shits. <laughs> Maybe Allie's there's like, going to be the person with the shotgun on her phone. Get off my lawn. <laughs> it's like a karmic amount of bullying that has yeah. to happen. And so instead of just bullying amongst their own friend group, they've decided to like pass it off. Yeah, oh, that's not, it's on that's to right. us. And I, we're, I mean, we're like part of that generation where we're just like, We'd rather not inconvenience the waiter because we're just like, oh, you got like my, my, my thing wrong, but it's fine. I can, I, I can totally just eat this. It's okay. It yep. doesn't matter that I'm vegetarian and it has meat on it. It's fine. I won't, I won't bug them. <laughs> I've been there. Them. That's me too. I'm a vegetarian. I can't eat dairy and I can't eat gluten. And let me tell you how many times I've been like, I'll just pick the cheese off of it. No. <laughs> Rather than sending it back and being like, bitch, I spent money on this. <laughs> like, right. I said no fucking cheese. <laughs> this is why we go broke over avocado toast. The order comes out right. <laughs> Oh my god if i have to hear all the bullshit about the avocado toast and like they're like oh those millennials and their fancy ass avocado toast spending 15 bucks i'm like it's the poor man's food like it's like a dollar you know for the entire loaf of bread and then mm-hmm. you can get like a dollar for like the avocado and like you put some fucking seasoning on it and then that's, that's it. it like yep it's not like it's like super nutritious at this point so Mm-mm. no i think the everything but the bagel seasoning that goes on top of it might be the most nutritious part That's, eventually i the love that shit. everything but the bagel <laughs> put it on everything <laughs> i do too it's i'm i can't stop eating like i'll go through a little jar and i don't know i, I won't even say it's an embarrassing <laughs> embarrassing it's like problem. every other month for me yeah. i need a new one yeah, yeah. yep same same yep. <laughs> You're like, just put it on everything. Yeah. Okay. So, um, reigning Erica back in. Sorry. (laughs) It happens. (laughs) Uh, let's talk about drinks. So, which is what I was starting to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. We can talk about 1940s vintage stuff and paintings. (laughs) Yes. This is where it all happens. I know. You I'm, want I'm, it off the cuff. I, I know. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Uh, so, Erica, you made a chai simple syrup this time. Yes. So I. Um, yeah. What left. are you drink? What you drinking? What you drinking, girl? Oh, let me tell you. It's <laughs> super delicious, um, which is why it's almost gone. Um, so <laughs> it's a Yeah. It's okay. I have a bottle of water with me this time. So, um, it's really snowy here. So I decided to do, um, a chai simple syrup, but rather than regular, like white sugar, I put, uh, brown sugar in there. Um, just to make it kind of like, I feel like brown sugar usually gives it more like warmth and stuff like that. So, uh, it's basically like a white Russian. So it's got the vodka, the chai simple syrup, and then, um, I'm a big fan of the Khalifa, like almond, mm. um, barista milk stuff like that. It's basically like half and half, but for people who can't have dairy. So it's almond based. It, yes. And so it has, uh, that. And I think, oh, and then the, uh, coffee liqueur, it's like a local coffee liqueur. I'll have to figure out where it's from. Um, but it's a, it's a local 
Colorado, I think, based uh, coffee liqueur. So it's just nice. It's really good. So what are you drinking, Tally? That sounds really, really good. That sounds so appropriate for today, which is funny because it feels more like a, I mean, I know we're still technically, Ooh, actually I almost screwed up because by the time we record, it'll be springtime. (laughs) This is for the spring equinox. I know. I mean, not record, but by the time this is released, but it's today it's snowy here and it really feels more like fall or, uh, winter. Mm -hmm. And, um, so like your drink is definitely very like fall wintry vibes and mine, I went a little just because yeah, it's snowing out and I didn't want to leave the house. It's like, okay, what can I add to whiskey? Because I always think of like snowy days, like you need whiskey, like a hot toddy type of thing. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking hot toddy, but I've been running around and I'm like super hot. I'm kind of pit sweating at the moment because I'm, I'm really, really warm, uh, just because I've been running around, um, and, uh, in the house running around. So it was like, okay, whiskey and yeah, originally hot toddy, but I decided to muddle frozen cherries with, um, like a little bit of, you know, the orange cuties, Oh, the little orange cuties. So like, um, I think I did like three little wedges and muddled those together, threw in some rosemary because I wanted something herby in there. I can't really taste the rosemary, but I just know that it's there in my heart. (laughs) So that's what counts. Memories are coming back to you. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) and then I added a couple ice cubes, shook it up and then poured it. And it tastes amazing just by itself like that, just like that two shots of whiskey and that. Um, but I did add a little, uh, I have a soda stream sparkling water thing. So I added a little bit of that in there. Cause I'm like, okay, it should be a professional, you know, not just drink straight whiskey. Hmm. So it's a, it's just now it's you like a little bit whatever of whatever you want. I, I think that sounds good. I don't I know. know. <laughs> the world is your oyster. Yeah. So yeah, it's not like I'm going anywhere, but, um, <laughs> but it's really, really delicious and, uh, I'm kind of in love with it. So I'll have to make more probably without the, um, sparkling water next time. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm drinking. What do you have? I have, I'm doing elderflower liqueur and, uh, some sparkling wine. I wanted Ooh. something very springy. And let me tell you ahead of time, I was like, I got to figure out what the drink I'm going to have tonight is. So I must've done like three different drink, like menu testing sort of (laughs) things where I, yeah. And I do this all the time where I'll make a a drink, but I'll make it like a quarter of the size of a full drink. So that way it's not like a, an ill-fated wine tasting where I don't know you're supposed to spit it out and I end up drunk. So I just make a bunch of tiny cocktails. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah. So uh, eventually I just settled on something simple. So yeah, I did elderflower uh, liqueur. You could do like a St. Germain, but mine is actually from my hometown. It is wee little temperance, Michigan. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's Thatcher's organic artisan liqueur. Ooh. Yeah. I, yeah. okay. I'm going to have to try that because mm-hmm. That sounds incredible. I would have never have thought to put those two together. Like I'll do wine, lazy wine spritzers with mm-hmm. just like regular wine and then like a LaCroix yeah, and call it good. But this, that's like fancy. It's fancy without being fancy. Oh yeah. 
Absolutely. <laughs> and especially if you drink it out of a flute, it just oh. automatically makes yeah, anything out of a flute or a coupe, you just feel so fancy. Yeah. Pinkies out. Yeah. Yeah. The higher you hold it, the fancier you are. <laughs> okay. I have to tell you something about pinkies out that I just recently learned. Oh. Um, so the reason people associate pinkies out with being fancy is because the French aristocracy in um, the 18th century were having syphilis was so rampant mm. that they were having joint issues and couldn't tuck their pinkies in while drinking their tea. And so other people saw this, more working class everyday people saw all the syphilitic aristocracy with their <laughs> pinkies out and started emulating that. And oh my so, God. Yeah, essentially what we're doing is trying to uh, emulate 18th century syphilitic Oh, this is like the new Harlem Shake is yeah. is having your pinkies out. Yes. I guess that's what we should be doing if we want to be fancy. Yeah. I mean, I, where I, I learned it from SpongeBob SquarePants. So, you know, <laughs> from French aristocrats all the way down to SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes. <laughs> what do they call those? The history uh, dominoes, I think, where it just kind of history influences something so far in the future oh my god that's really funny though i would have never thought about that i feel like we recently also just my coworker taught me about that there was um does syphilis cause boils i can't remember yeah, that seems right i feel like there was <laughs> like my coworker pointed out like a very uh we had a painting that was like art before the 1900s and she's like oh yeah this lady had syphilis because she has this like large boil that they painted on her forehead or like wherever they would have it and so you would know that this person being painted had syphilis so that's kind of rude I mean <laughs> if you're getting a portrait done you would hope right? that you're like would... let me show me at my best damn it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not add the double chin and wrinkles and boils I mean that's the whole point of having a portrait wow <laughs> for in perpetuity time immemorial you will, you will have your syphilis boil <laughs> Oh, Lordy. <laughs> well, your elderflower um, liqueur mixture sounds really good. So yeah, very springy because mm -hmm. I'm like, I am, we're finally, we're closing out winter, winter, bye-bye now. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I was ready because yeah, I kept thinking like, I'm like, I still have some cinnamon liqueur I made. I'll, I'll use that. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's way too much like warming and good for wintertime. So yeah, I was like floral. We're going to go for that. My, I just had um, my husband pick up, uh, Tally, you were talking about trying to get the purple color. Um, and I just had him pick up creme de violet, I think is what it's called. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. so I was just like, ooh, maybe I could do something with that. So I've, obviously we are very classy people with our pinkies out and we <laughs> buy all of our stuff based on how cool the label is and how affordable it is. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> so he's like, I found this reasonably priced creme de violet that's made in like, I think it was made in either golden or boulder. I'll have to check. There, but... there, there is a golden one. It's the uh, golden moon 
distillery. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like Art Nouveau style. Yeah. Like, uh, yes. They have yes. a, a speakeasy it. here in town. Well, it's not really, but they, I mean, I love the place, but it's not, they, it's not, <laughs> but they call themselves a, a speakeasy, but um, they have absolutely incredible drinks. So when it's not snowing and we can COVID's actually see each other in person, then uh, we can go because we don't live, Eric and I don't live far from each other, but we've seen each other a few times, like back porch outside kind of yeah. thing. But when it was summertime, I haven't seen you since summer. So. Yeah, I guess we haven't, have we? Really? No. Yeah. Well, like wow. when, you know, it was nice enough to go hang out. Outside. Yeah. Well, it was September. I went over to your house in September. Oh, it was your backyard in September. I remember now. I guess that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it was nice out. So kind of it felt still like, like borderline summertime. Yeah. 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 I guess end. that's true. But, um, yeah. So the, that place is really good and they make really, really amazing, um, cocktails. So, Ooh. uh, well, yeah. I'll be excited to try it. It's like just a tinge of purple. Like, it's not like what I've seen in the past of with creme de violet of like being like really like my hair color. Yeah. Purple. <laughs> like inky. Um, and there's no way cause violets you, when you extract them, it doesn't come out dark. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So Lizzie, you're, you're a kitchen witch. So do you extract any of your stuff or do you just like try to, um, so I guess you do some extraction with your, your lavenders, simple syrup mm-hmm. and things like that. But so do you experiment with anything else? Oh yeah. I actually do. Um, last spring I made my own violet syrup for the first time and there was this house down the street. Now I lived in a, up until very recently had been living in this house in the suburbs of Chicago. And, um, it was really cool. This old historical house built in the 1880s. And there was another historical house at the end of the street that no one lived in. It was completely abandoned. And, uh, anything creepy happen there. No, and I'm really mad about it. <laughs> You're like, where are all the goddamn ghosts? Come right. on, guys. I, oh, I used to say all the time, I'm like, the landlord should have given us a discount. There were no ghosts in this apartment because <laughs> it was it was a two flat. We had the upstairs, but um, nice. I used to go down to the other, the abandoned historical house that was super creepy. Um, and much to my chagrin, nothing happened. Uh, but it had so many wild violets in the yard and I'd be Mm. running around. I'd be in the backyard just with a basket picking violets, looking like a crazy cottage core weirdo stealing all of these flowers. And then I would, um, make essentially like fresh violet tea, you let it steep. Uh, and then from there you add that with your sugar, and make a, a syrup and it'll last a lot longer and has that subtle violet flavor. Uh, and this year I want to do it again, but I want to make a violet liqueur. Ooh, yes, please. So is it that you just like let them kind of steep in the, in the liqueur that you choose or, or in the, how yeah. do you make that? So instead of steeping it in water, like you would for a simple syrup, you would grab all of the violets. I'd put them in like a Mason jar and cover it in vodka um, or even like a higher proof vodka, like at the hundred proof stuff. You can also do uh, Everclear, whatever uh, neutral liquor, moonshine would work. And then you let that steep and it's kind of up to you. I have found by accident, because almost everything says to like 
steep it in the vodka for like three weeks. Well, I found out with my cinnamon vodka that I forgot about for six weeks that it tastes even better if you let it go longer. Mm -hmm. That's Uh, awesome. Yeah. It was like the difference between like a cinnamon dolce light cinnamon flavor to like, oh, it's like fireball cinnamon. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, now I let it all go way longer. Um, And then from there, you take that, pull out your botanicals or whatever's in that vodka uh, and mix that with simple syrup. Let it sit on the shelf again for another week or two. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's so good. You can just I'll, have that on ice or mix it into cocktails. I'll be excited to see that. So how, I guess getting into some of our questions, like how did you figure out that you were a kitchen witch? Oh, so I think a lot of it came down to, I was one of those people, um, kind of a starving artist type of musician. And I didn't have health insurance for a long time. And so I started looking for kind of natural remedies to things like sinus infections, uh, some of my asthma symptoms. And so I got into really natural forms of medicine and then kind of further on down the line started realizing like, oh man, I think I might be really into witchcraft because I do a lot of rituals and a lot of like meditating on things and spending time with things and uh, way more times watching certain like occult themed things. And I'm actually really interested in it. And when, uh, when shutdown happened a year ago now, um, I was super anxious as I think a lot of us were. And I was like, I want to take this into my own hands. Um, I practice witchcraft. I practice natural medicine. Um, and at this point I had health insurance again, but, um, already had so many remedies for myself that I barely ever went to the doctor. It was pretty dire if I did. And I was like, I am so anxious and I just want to do something for myself. And I made these, uh, lavender anti-anxiety rolls that I found a very similar recipe another witch had put out there. Uh, hers called for chamomile, but I like lavender a lot. And I made these and I swear I, I finished eating one. I said my incantation over it, did the process. I finished eating it and it was like a weight was taken off my shoulders. And then I shared them with my boyfriend who I, I live with as well. And he felt better. And I was like, I'm making another batch. And I call up my friend who lives down the street. We weren't seeing each other in person, but I was like, I left you some sweet rolls outside your door. And he and his girlfriend ate them and they were like, oh my God, we love those. They made me so happy. And it was just this realization that like, oh my gosh, I have the power mm-hmm. to do something. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah, so that was definitely like, it was shut down was I, for whatever reason, when I first was like, I do this thing, I do this thing, let's put them together into one. Exactly. So then it sounds like, well, one of our questions was uh, like, what herb calls to you the most? So it sounds like it's lavender. Do you like, why, why does that call to you? Do you even know why, you know, like sometimes it's just your eyes could be closed and you can pick it out of a dark room or, you know, it's like, maybe you don't have a, a reason or I don't know, explain to us. I'm, I'm assuming lavender is your favorite. <laughs> It is lavender hands up lavender and rosemary as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I've, 
I've loved lavender for so long as uh, something that can be calming. I'm, I'm also an avid coffee drinker. And one of the coffee shops right by where I lived had a lavender latte. And I loved this combination of, I could get that jolt of caffeine. And I also got the lavender, which I felt like helped me keep from getting too anxious from all that caffeine. <laughs> right. Um, I know it's kind of pushing the brakes and the gas pedal at the same time, but I was, I was willing to do throttles that. It yeah. throttles it at yeah. that point. So just warming that. Yeah. Warming the engine up. <laughs> Sure. Well, yeah, you could still have a calming, like a lot of herbs, um, you know, like you, you can have ginseng and ashwagandha together mm -hmm. and it's like one's up here and the other one's down here, or like St. John's ward or something, but it's like, no, we're just going to balance you out. So I could see that a lavender latte. Sure. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. Lavender definitely calls to me. I need, I need that calm. I feel like I'm one of those people who, like operates. It's not like on a one to 10 scale. I'm at 11 all the time mm. where I'm just like it's sensory overload all the time. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, lavender, let's chill. I just need to bring it all down. It could be because of all those lattes I'm having that I feel <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> that could, I should probably switch to decaf. <laughs> Nah. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly and I are like, eh. I had espresso like at like 5 p.m. the other day. And I was just like, this is probably gonna give me heartburn, but you know what? It may be worth it at this point. So worth sometimes it's totally worth it. Gives me heartburn, but my heart burns for espresso. So here <laughs> yeah. we are. To say that I only really during um during a shutdown last year, got into drinking coffee. I was never much of a coffee drinker at all. I liked the smell, but the, the taste was never the same for me. And so I was always bummed. And I, I really didn't, uh, like how that, that feeling, I mean, sometimes I did and I'd like run around like a 12 year old or eight year old. I don't know however old kids are <laughs> these days that run around. Um, but, uh, but I really started getting into it because now I'm just, you know, working from home and bored. And, uh, but what I started doing was, uh, putting in chaga, little, ch uh, little chips of chaga mushrooms mm -hmm. and, uh, cinnamon chips as well. And sometimes like cacao nibs and, and things like that, just to make it, I don't know, more ritually and more, um, like tea, like when you're building up into something and I really like it, but sometimes we, I, I use a French press. So when I make coffee in the morning, that's what I end up doing. And then Tom, my partner will have some, and he's like, what is this? <laughs> because coffee should be black, like your soul. That's what it is. <laughs> and I'm like, it's spark, it's sparkling coffee. It's got, you know, all these good things. It's got chaga mushrooms in it for your health. And it's got, you know, like cinnamon and I don't know. It's so funny. So now I have to warn him like, Hey, I, I made the coffee this morning. So you might be surprised. This is wink, wink, special coffee. So. <laughs> now I want to put, um, lavender buds. Mm. Oh yeah, I do. I do it all the time. Like I if I get my French tomorrow. press out. Oh yeah. yeah. Lavender and a little cardamom. 
done so doing that tomorrow yeah Yeah. even put it in a little bit of rosemary like put just put it in with your grounds even if it's in I've done it in I'll get the reusable k cups and put Mm -hmm. herbs in there with my grounds I'll do it the regular coffee maker um but yeah you put a little pinch and sometimes you can do a small amount that you don't even taste it you just want the effect now Mm -hmm. it's not as effective if you're not tasting it but you know so much of it's about intention but yeah, right. rosemary is so good for, um, for focus yes, um, and mental clarity. So yeah, I'll put a little rosemary in mine or I'll do a rosemary simple syrup to sweeten it. I did that earlier today. Ooh, I was like, awesome. I need to clean my kitchen and I'll get so distracted. So let's do the rosemary um, simple syrup for my, my coffee. And I did, and I got the whole thing done. And I time I do this sometimes when I'm cleaning and I'll put the time-lapse video on of the room. So at the end I can watch it go from destroyed to clean and feel really good about it. Yeah. That's a good idea. Well, and you were also talking about intention. Um, so I recently saw one of your videos talking about, uh, clockwise and counterclockwise Mm -hmm. when you're stirring. So do you want to, uh, explain that a little bit? Yeah. So Hendershins and Windershins, I believe is how it's said in more formal terms, but it basically, if you stir, um, clockwise, it's being done to attract things that you want and what you're trying to draw in. If you're stirring counterclockwise, it's to repel things away. Um, and so I almost always do things in the positive and stirring clockwise and, Now, sometimes with things you have to just stir however you need to do it to combine the ingredients. Um, Because that's the thing about kitchen witchery is sometimes you have to overlook certain things because the dish has to function and it has to be delicious. So you might have to add salt to something that you don't necessarily want grounding, but salt's going to provide grounding, but you don't want like whatever it is to taste like crap. <laughs> so you, you, you yeah. do what you got to do, but yeah, you clockwise attracts things. And so like, if I'm doing a money spell and I'm stirring like my, uh, I've done a hot spiced, um, uh, mold wine that's mm. to attract wealth. Oh, it's so good. It was a white <laughs> mold wine. No one does mold white wines. I don't know why. Wait, I've and never I- heard of a mold white wine. Exactly. It's the <laughs> weirdest thing. I don't know why. And it's so good. Like with like Chardonnay. Or like I, a did, I did a Sauvignon Blanc because it, I, it, it's better with a dry wine. Okay. Um, especially because like you, you add so much sweet stuff to a mold wine that, yeah, if you do something, I mean, you'll probably get kind of a little bit of a drier Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you just, I love, do, and you stir it clockwise and you're just like, oh yeah, I'm drawing this money to me or whatever abundance. And I, I find that's usually what it is, is you're drawing abundance to yourself mm-hmm. because yeah. sometimes the universe knows what you need and it might not actually be dollar bills. I feel you like kinda... she always knows what's up and she's just yeah. like fucking yeah. listen to me. I'm like, fine, fine, fine. Like yeah. it'll show yes. up in the tarot cards, like over mm-hmm. and over and over again for me. I'm like, oh yeah. Tarot knows. like a teenager. <laughs> I'm her teenager. I'm like, I'll get to it when I have time. And she's like, bitch, you're going to do it now. She's like <laughs> death <laughs> card. Here it is. Yeah, you get death tower devil. And you're like, fine, I'll end it. You're like, I'll, I'll listen to you. It's like, they, it's like a mom though. They always know what's up. They always know what's right. And you're like, you don't want to admit it. 
It's like <laughs> Santa. Like, okay. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> the tough love. And, yes. Yeah. It's tough love Santa. Like <laughs> he knows what's up. <laughs> you, you can't lie. <laughs> or the Krampus comes. But. Yes. <laughs> Which is kind of, I mean, uh, yeah, the Krampus is more my, my aesthetic anyway. Me too. That's fine with me. I Nothing think all like three of us. Putting children in bags and beating them with a stick. So yeah. <laughs> did did you guys not work. do that? Did you not do baby pinatas at Christmas growing up? Is that not a thing? Uh, no, but that, that sounds amazing. I'm just kidding. Please don't beat baby. New tradition coming up. No, like a baby pinata, not a real baby. I'm not that mean. Okay. I was like, oh my gosh, a pinata shaped like a baby. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. I love that so much. We all know where Tally's. You, you go to a store like, hi, I would like for you to create a pinata for me. It's gonna look like this baby. That'll be the new gender reveal. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. And then it's blue or pink candy falls out. That's oh my God. Yeah. I mean, Hell if you're yes. going to go stupid with gender reveals, it might as well be beat the damn baby pinata. <laughs> yeah. See what color comes out. I fucking hate gender reveal. <laughs> I do too. It's so weird. It's so weird. And nobody cares. Yeah. No. I mean, like, oh, great. Okay. Well, then call me in nine months when you have it. The fact that I even usually have to go to, uh, I almost said bridal showers. <laughs> I, I'm not usually a fan of those ones either. No. <laughs> You mean I'm baby like, shower, Erica? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you thing. know, for whatever reason, I like baby showers more. I, cause I'm like, okay, you know, that's a celebration. That's pretty cool. But as far as like the bridal showers go, I'm usually just really salty. Cause I'm like, listen, I'm 33. I'm not married. I don't know if I'll ever be married. Can we all just get together and buy me cool kitchen stuff? I I'm yes. ready for that. <laughs> I have a, a friend that has had a, a long-term relationship and I mean, and they're older too. And, uh, they're like, you know what? This is bullshit. We're going to throw a non wedding wedding party and we want gifts and they didn't really want gifts. They, cause they have everything anyway, but they wanted a celebration of them being together for like I don't know, 20, 25 years or something. And so they threw this amazing party in the mountains and oh. the, the, her partner is a doctor. So we, they put us all up in like this fancy place in the mountains in Colorado, paid for everything, rented out this room. This was a, a few years ago and it was so, so fun. That yes. Thank amazing. you. Tom, Tom just made me a drink and I don't, I'm not entirely sure what's in it, but it's very, very good. So he just came up and, and asked if it was good. I know there's drambuie in it, in the whiskey. I think he added drambuie into the, into the whiskey. What did you, come here, Tom. Hey, Tom. come here, guest, <laughs> extra guest appearance. Extra guest appearance. He's about to make um, cookies and some dinner too. So he's, well, you got to talk into the mic. Yeah, yeah, come here, come here, come here, Tom. Hi. Hey, yeah, Hi, lower Tom. Down. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. There okay, you go. So what what did you make? What was the drink? I always got drambuie and whiskey 
with a muddled mandarin orange and two cherries Ooh. with a little soda water to kind of cut the alcohol so you can you know not fall over right away there's gonna be more cocktails tonight so it'll be fine so yes. did you but, uh, um what it, uh because i do want to i think we kind of touched on this but you were saying when you come up with your cocktails that you were making like that's how you make li- you make little ones at first before mm-hmm. you try. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that we, I was like, we did talk about that, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'll make it usually at, at the largest half size. Um, but usually about the quarter of the size, because th- there's almost always some tweaking I want to do to it. Unless it's one of those kind of tried and true old recipes, um, like I'm, I'm not going to reinvent the margarita. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, I might add something to it. Like earlier today, I made a margarita and I muddled some fresh blackberries into it. And that was it still stuck with the regular recipe. Um, but with some of the other more creative things I do, I'm like, I might not have it exactly right. I might've put a little too much chambord in it, which is like one of my favorite, uh, liqueurs. Um, but a little goes a long way with that. And I tend to overdo it, which is not good because it's so expensive, but, um, yeah, so I, I make these tiny ones and my boyfriend is very supportive in helping me drink all the rejects. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Good job. (laughs) And it gives me feedback for the next one. That's That's good though, with the feedback and stuff like that. So, um, I guess like, so with your cocktails and everything, like, is it the, like, do you focus on an herb that you're like, I really want to include this in a cocktail or is it that it's kind of the other way around? Like, okay, I want to make an old fashioned, but I want to like add some, uh, like kitchen witchery into it. It's both. It just totally depends. Uh, so, cause I come up with a drink. Um, I've had a drink every single day, except for, I think there were three days I haven't come out with one. Um, but I've come out with a drink every single day since December 15th. And so I get kind of creative in how I'm going to put one together. So sometimes it's, man, I really need something that's very calming or I need something motivating. And I look up, I'll go through my kitchen witchery books, or if I already have something memorized and I'll say, okay, these are the key ingredients I need to build a drink out of. And then I'll look. Or sometimes it's, I'm at the liquor store and oh my gosh, this bottle of cherry brandy looks so fun. Okay. What do cherries do? What can I mix cherry brandy with? Oh, I'll make a sangria done. Um, so it kind of goes both ways. Okay. So, that's awesome. Yeah. It, it definitely helps when you, you have a lot of content to create <laughs> to be like, okay, there's a couple different routes for this. And so do you, um, with, do you have a background in like mixology and things like that? Yeah. As the second I turned 21, I wanted to be a bartender. Um, cause I loved mixology. I, I loved cooking. I started cooking the majority of the things I eat for myself when I was 14, uh, because I became a vegetarian really young and my parents were like, I don't know how to feed you. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I guess I'll learn. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Um, So, and mixology is very similar to cooking. So as the second I turned 21, I went to this adorable little martini bar right down the street from my apartment. And I walked in, I asked the bartender, this guy who was like, 
kind of intimidating, very muscular. Turns out he's a professional wrestler as well as a bartender. <laughs> at a uh, martini bar, no less. Like that a seems martini. odd. <laughs> It, it was, it, it was great guy though. It taught me so much of my fundamental things about bartending, but I just went in there one day. So I'm going to get dolled up. I'm going to wear a short little dress. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to be like, are you guys looking for help? And he was like, yeah, we are. Do you have experience bartending? I was like, not yet. <laughs> and he's like, well, you seem like you're not crazy. Can you come in on Friday? I was like, yeah. And that was it. And I remember just watching, like, these were early YouTube days. Cause this would have been like 2008. And so I was like watching everything I could buying uh, bartending books and a martini bar will get your, you will really cut your teeth there as far as bartending goes. Cause it's a lot of classic drinks and martinis yeah. and most martinis, there's not much to hide a badly mixed drink because it's usually just alcohol. Right. Uh, so you gotta, you gotta do it right. Um, so yeah, worked there for, uh, like a year or two worked at this fine dining restaurant for a while. Um, she taught me a lot about food, even though I was a server and bartender there, just the level of love from that kitchen that all went to culinary school. They just lived for food. And then I ended up at this Irish pub for five years. Oh, wow. Yeah totally I loved the place but totally different kind of vibe where it's just like make a drink sling it out it's yeah you're like what are you doing adding rosemary to Guinness I mean right? yeah, yeah that's a big no you're like it's here for your clarity and yeah. your focus and they're like shut up just give me the damn drink I'm trying to lose my clarity yeah, yeah. we can make things blurry absolutely yeah so but funny. I did I did definitely gain a fondness of a lot of Irish, uh, things there. Like, Oh my gosh, how many I've, how many bottles of Jameson I've been given for Christmas since then, because everyone just knows like, well, yeah, she'll always drink some Guinness or not Guinness, but some, some Jameson. I used to drink a lot of Guinness before I found out I was gluten intolerant. Yeah. That, that kind of beer yeah. puts a bummer. Uh, on it for sure so yeah. but that's yeah. awesome so it sounds like it's like kind of like a mixture between also your mixology and your food mm -hmm. so that you get to bring it in uh yeah. your your kitchen witchery and all of your tiktok stuff so we got to talk about <laughs> the tiktoking and how amazing you are on that and that i just we watch you like all day long <laughs> Like a bunch well, of weirdos. <laughs> it was just completely random. Okay. So I get this thing where sometimes I wake up and I swear to you, it might as well be someone screaming in my ear, a certain idea. Yeah. And I've just learned over the years, like, just listen to it. Just do it. Yes. Yes. And one morning it was the weirdest thing. And it was just like, make a cocktail and put it out there. Be you. Cause up until I started this. TikTok, I was really far in the broom closet. Um, yeah. Very few people knew I was practicing witchcraft and had been for some time. I kept that really close to myself. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put it out there on TikTok because how, how far will it go? Maybe I'll meet a couple other people like me. And then it exploded. I had no idea. I, oh my gosh, in one month I hit 20,000 followers and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like larger than my hometown. Yeah. Like 
are you kidding? I had no idea, no idea whatsoever this would take off. I was um, telling Tally, like, I was like, I was off of it for like three weeks and I came back and I was like, God damn. Like, <laughs> I was like, cause you're one of the first few people that I check and you know, cause you, well, you find like the people that you like and things like that. So, uh, you were one of the first people that I checked and I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> She's just like skyrocketed at this point. <laughs> like I had no idea it would take off like this. Um, but it was, yeah, it was wild. I remember when I hit a thousand and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Well, I'm going to set a goal that by the end of 2021, I want to hit 25,000. <laughs> I think I hit that a week after I hit a thousand. <laughs> like that's, it was that's awesome though. And yeah. to see how many people resonate with that, um, mm-hmm. Cause I was on one of you were cooking and you were, did a live on there and stuff like that. Yes. So it was just super fun to see, like, you know, people who were asking like, well, what do you suggest for like grounding or what do you suggest for this? Like, you know, and so many people, like you find your like group, like your yeah. group of people of the, that you realize that you're not alone, you know, in the broom closet, have yeah. you, it? um, that's great. Well, and your, I have to say your voice is just absolutely soothing. So if you, you know, ever decide to read stories or anything, like I would just fall asleep to your voice. I know I would, because you have just such a great, great voice. So not only do I love your content and what I've learned from you, but I'm also just like, Oh, her voice is just, just read a meditation to me. Yeah. Yeah. Really. It's just very, very soothing. You got it. I will do it. So, okay. Something, uh, I, I don't think I've put it out there really, but, um, no, I, I mentioned like I'm a professional musician or whatever. And I think this is why my voice maybe sounds the way it does. I actually have a degree in opera. What? Uh, what? Yeah. Can we just so, be best friends? You're like yes. cooler every time you talk and reveal <laughs> something about yourself. <laughs> so, so what yeah. is a degree in opera? Like, yeah, like you just, know how to like read and sing and yeah, be a badass basically. <laughs> right. Oh my so, god. Yeah, I, I went to school for for music. I went with the intention of doing um jazz vocals, and once I got there, they were like actually we think your instrument is better suited for classical and I was like well I'm impressionable and don't care about my future so yeah (laughs) so I I went for classical and I loved it I I have no regrets or complaints about that um but yeah I I I pick like the double whammy of useless degrees (laughs) I have a I majored in music and minored in art and I don't know, but, uh, Hey, it's gotten you here. Yeah. I that's mean, something did. <laughs> yes. Yes. So true. But yeah, I, um, yeah, I think that's maybe why my voice sounds the way it does is I have so much experience, uh, singing classical and also recording. Um, <sighs> so I, yeah, I've been told that before I, and it's, it's, please uh, do a TikTok on opera. <laughs> I, you know I wanna, what? I wanna, I'm like, I want to see this, like, <laughs> like with a, just like classical music, just like adding no. to your, like I said, super witchy, badass, like skill set here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And music, oh my gosh, music is basically witchcraft too. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have you seen this? Like you'll and felt it. You listen to yeah. a certain song and it 
plugs you into feeling a certain way. And if that's not magic, I don't know what is. Yeah. I, I really hope you have like singing an operatic uh, tutorial for one of your crafty cocktails, but in your operatic voice, I think oh that would be just got to be like a phantom of the opera or like some like, I'm just trying to think of a very generic fun <laughs> cocktail out there. There's got to be just like a, like a whiskey vermouth pour it in a coupe glass like it yes, just doesn't right it's like doesn't even make sense like no it doesn't matter that just gave me chills that totally I was like Ooh. I'm not even warmed up oh my gosh yeah. wow oh my god yes please thousand percent yes I'll be I'll be watching for this yeah <laughs> well okay in that martini bar where I worked when I was 21 I actually got this reputation of being the opera singing bartender because people a lot of professors went to this uh bar it was right by my campus I went to the University of Toledo in Toledo Ohio and a lot of the professors would go there and they'd be like oh I know your vocal professor he told me you do this or that or whatever um you sing for me and it's like oh, I want a good tip <laughs> fine do you want Brahms or Mozart <laughs> and like, wow and that became a thing oh my god that is amazing <laughs> yeah you're definitely adding that to your list of amazing <laughs> talents <laughs> that's my hidden talent for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh I guess one of the other questions that we had was so this will be for our um, full warm moon uh, episode. So are there any special things that uh, the listeners should know about or if they wanted to try a cocktail for a full moon? Yeah. So, okay. There's kind of two ways that I embrace the full moon. And one is to really lean into that high energy and do something kind of more like what I'm drinking today, which is um, champagne, which is great for uh, celebration. So you can kind of celebrate, oh my gosh, it's the full moon. All these things I've been working on are here or they're close to being here. Um, The other thing is sometimes the full moon, that high energy can be kind of anxiety inducing. And that's when you'll go with your lavender and just find something soothing and chill. But something... I do. I haven't put it on TikTok yet. And I don't know why is I'll do like moon liquor instead of moon water. I will, oh my God. I'll put, amazing. I put my vodka out in them. I always do it with neutral ones. I don't know why they seem the most watery to me, but yeah. yeah, or I'll do my other favorite is moonshine in the moon. And then I call it moon moonshine. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. yes. Yeah. but it's it's it works it's in there like it, it's amazing. the same as putting your moon water out there um erica and i are moving to michigan so we can hang out with you in person just saying you know tom and dan are just gonna have to offend for themselves like a married couple anyways yeah. <laughs> where we will start our own little coven of, yes <laughs> it's i don't know if you're familiar with uh so in michigan we um have a big tourism campaign called pure Michigan. No. And uh if you're familiar with Tim Allen from uh-huh. uh Home Improvement. Oh my god, yes. Uh, he does the voice for these Michigan tourism videos and he's like 
the beautiful dunes of Sleeping Bear and pure Michigan. So um, I've been saying, I'm like, I want to have like a witchcraft festival called Pure Witchigan. <gasps> yes. Right? <laughs> Oh trademark, trademark right, yeah, now. Tra- right now. Yeah. It's <laughs> no one else. No one else can have it. No. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be so fun to have like a camp, like adult camp for witches yes, and call it pure witch again. It's yes. like a retreat, but for witches. Yes. Hell yeah. A witch treat. A witch treat. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> this needs to happen. Yeah. This thousand percent needs to happen. You yeah. can teach I, yoga at this rich treat. <laughs> I can't and then we'll it. have like craft cocktails and other, yes. and like, like we'll food cook together. Like yes. yes. We'll have, oh my God. We can play music together. All we, vegetarian all food. Yes. So fun. Wait, are the, we all vegetarian? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the fact that like that there's so many different witches out there, like different types of witches and stuff mm-hmm. like that, we all have something to bring to the table. So I am Absolutely. like all for this. This needs to happen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, please, please. Oh my God. Yeah, I want to, I, I need Would to do, you? I got to pull some strings. I'm like, I only started doing this like publicly in December. Uh, uh, so is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Like kitchen witchery? Oh, um, okay. So something I've noticed that's so interesting is I get a ton of questions in my comments, um, which I, okay. So I've been doing it for some time. So I usually have answers, but something that surprised it, that feels so weird is that now suddenly, um, I'll get a lot of people that are like, oh my gosh, you're the expert on kitchen witchery. And I'm like, I mean, I do it. I, I wouldn't say I'm the expert. I'm just now in front of a lot of people. So mm-hmm. here's what I do. Right. Uh, and thankfully have managed to keep out of um, upsetting anyone. Um, Cause TikTok is kind of crazy. I don't know if it's cause I'm a little older that I don't like get messed social with. media, just social media in general, people will like come after you for yep. the stupidest like, or no oh reason whatsoever. Yeah. So I'm- oh my gosh, like there's things in my bedroom that I was like about to record something. I'm like, oh, I'll move that. Someone's going to yell at me for having that. And I don't know what to tell you. I bought it years ago. I'm not throwing it away now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it'll be like, um, w- what's interesting is like people ask me uh, about substitutions for things. And it's like, I put up um, a hot chocolate recently and it was Frangelico and I topped it with oat milk whipped cream. Um mm-hmm which I always do dairy-free because I'm lactose intolerant. Uh, but you could certainly use regular whipped cream, but I'll get people that are like, it's the ingredients are hot chocolate, uh, Frangelico, uh, which is a hazelnut liqueur and whipped cream. And someone's like, well, I can't have oats or hazelnut. What should I substitute? And my first thought is like, you should substitute this drink for a different one. This is <laughs> <that's> <laughs> right. Two, yeah. That's two thirds of the drink. Like, um, or I had someone ask me the other day, I uh, made an Irish coffee, which is just brown sugar, coffee, Irish whiskey, and slightly whipped cream. That's it. And someone's like, I'm 14 and can't have whiskey. What should I substitute? And I'm like, my channel, you should substitute my channel for a different one because all I make are cocktails. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's so interesting that I, what I've found in regards to kitchen witchery with, um, kind of newer people who are trying to be a practitioner is just, um, 
I think they've grown up in an age where it's easy to just ask questions and receive answers so instantly that they've yeah. not learned that they can do their own research. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. So what books would you, I know I've seen, so Scott Cunningham is always oh, yes. usually a big one. Um, and mm-hmm. I've seen that you've talked about his mm-hmm. book on uh, kitchen witchery. Oh, um, what is the name of the book? What is it, the title? It's called Wicca in the Kitchen, um, which for full disclosure, I, I'm not Wiccan. Um, there's a lot I love about Wicca. Um and man, this book, it was suggested by my favorite witch shop in Chicago, which is the Maui Bros shop. Um, it's amazing. It's these two witchy brothers and they oh run a God. shop together and I love it so much. That's adorable. That is. <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh, suggest books to me and I'm like, whatever. I just don't tell me how much it costs at the end, ring it up. And um, that was one of the ones they suggested for me some time back. And I has, I've just adored this book, but yeah, Scott Cunningham's wonderful, uh, was wonderful. Um, and then there's uh, one of my other favorites is the book of kitchen witchery. It's by Caridwin Greenleaf. And it's just such a nice overview about everything with kitchen witchery, um, about like creating a kitchen altar, if you will. And it kind of talks about how your kitchen is your altar, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is something that kind of gets lost on some people. It's like, yeah, you practice your, your craft over your stove or in your oven. Sometimes it's in your sink. Sometimes it's on the counter. It's not just one little space. Uh, and, and I think that's, how it kind of was for so long, you know, the hearth is the the heart of the home mm-hmm. and it still is. And sometimes it's in your microwave and that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And like, when you think about, um, people cook with love, you know, that mm-hmm. is your way of showing appreciation, you know, Tom's lentils, you know, oh. cooking with love. <laughs> And all, all these ingredients and wanting to nourish them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important. And also kind of alluding to what you just said, Lizzie, that you don't need like special things. Like it's all like with, and we talked about this in episode one, all about intention. So if it's in your microwave, that's where it is. Don't yes. like break a sweat over the fact that you need all these things like yeah, to make it's become- it super special. Yeah. And I think part of that is you, you see this a lot of like aesthetic witchcraft. Um, you see it on, I think even more so on Instagram, but it is prevalent on TikTok as well. And where I think a lot of young practitioners get caught up on this idea that it has to be beautiful and it has to be ceremonial Mm -hmm. and, you know, witchcraft comes from a very, very long tradition of people that probably didn't even call themselves witches. They called themselves healers, or it was the cunning craft, cunning men and women. And, um, you know, it wasn't aesthetic then it was, you know, it might be sticks and bones and herbs and, you know, some things were, were superstitious or spiritual. Some things were just, Hey, this herb really does this thing. Uh, and nowadays we can see like through scientific process that yes, they, they really lavender is really calming. Um, and so these, these cunning people were correct. Um, as I think they, they usually were. And yeah, I, I hope that we can get to a point where people realize it doesn't have to be aesthetic. In fact, it might almost be distracting, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Oh no, that's also coming from me. And I set up every single shot. I like, I'm like, okay, how do I arrange the crystals? I've got my floral arrangement in the shot, but, and I, well, I think maybe the difference that's almost a spell that, too. Yeah. And, but the difference with that is you, well, yeah, I see what you're saying in that regard too, but you're also like, um, it is showy. Like this isn't mm-hmm. your, you have your own personal time with that. And then this part is the showy part for everybody else, but your personal practice isn't, it's just that it's personal. So you're not, that's not, you're not showing that you're showing like the, the, I mean, you know, the social MIDI, social, social MIDI, the social social MIDI, (laughs) social MIDI keyboard, um, of, of like how, how beautiful this is and yeah. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm no, just, I, well, know. I feel like too, Lizzie, what you were talking about was like people talking or asking you, Oh, what can I substitute for this? And it's kind of like you can substitute it with whatever is grounding for you. Yes. They're grounding yeah. things for, mm-hmm. you know, whatever calls to you, if it's cinnamon or whatever, just use that. You don't have to follow a recipe or go by the book. Yes. The recipes for cocktails and food usually create a flavor profile I would Mm -hmm. assume but for the most part you know you can exchange things out you don't have to follow it's something to a (laughs) T it's like some people have never been to a restaurant before where it's like (laughs) you I think we've all been there where it's okay for example I don't like wasabi so if I saw something on the menu and it has wasabi in it I would just think okay on to the next item or I really want that can they make it with out that. And yes. that's, you know, that's, that's it. Uh, I don't ask them, excuse me, can I talk to your chef? Um, what could I substitute? That'd be spicy, kind of horseradishy, but not wasabi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, still I, green. I want it but, to still look green. Yeah. Horseradish. <laughs> I need the aesthetic to still be there. Yeah. Um, it's wild. It's wild to me. Uh, I, but at the same time, I think like, Hey, I have an audience and that's something to really be grateful for. So I have to kind of take that, that step back and go like, okay, yeah, if you can't have that, maybe try. Th- yeah. Almost like, yeah. Where we're at is just trying to help, you know, we want to reach a, a broader audience of people who, you know, want to dabble in this or try and you know, they connect with it somehow. So they're trying to figure out how they connect with it. And you're like, let me give you these pearls of wisdom or whatever it is. So exactly. And and yeah. And I hope, I hope those pearls get spread and that, you know, people can find them useful. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. You say that my, my mother was an art teacher for years and she used to have what she would call Miss Kimmy's pearls of wisdom. And at the end of every art class, she'd be like, here's a little pearl of wisdom for you. And she would just share some little anecdote. Uh, so that is awesome. Yeah. It's, I, I definitely feel a big influence with that. Cause, um, she was an art teacher and I was a music teacher at a music school for, uh, several years. So, uh, and I would kind of share those pearls of wisdom on there. And I think that kind of is translated to why I feel so comfortable on TikTok being like, hi, I'm here to provide an education on some, that's another thing. People, 
Um, I've had people call me out on something where I'm like, I used a lemon for, for love as the intention, which, uh, and they're like, that's interesting. You're using that because lemons actually mean purification. And it's like, Oh, well, actually I'm going to go kick your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually I'm going to squeeze this purification in your eyes. Yeah. It's like, like you look in any witchcraft book. There are multiple associations and correspondences. And it's like, you have to tell them what to do. You have to tell like lemon, I want you for love in this. Yeah. Uh, And sometimes I'll even say like lemon for love, uh, as I put it in my drink. Well, Um, and that's what your intuition was telling you at the time. And mm -hmm. maybe for somebody else, they're like, you know what, that speaks to me right now too. And maybe another time you can use it and it will be for purification, but for this recipe, what was calling to you is that, I mean, I know that happens to me when I make, um, candles and certain other things that I just start kind of like thinking about, like, like what you were saying, like just this loud voice, all of a sudden in your head Mm -hmm. of, Hey, let's create this. Let's try this and see what happens, whether you know, it's going to happen or not, but it almost seems like 99% of the time it's going to, because it's this intuition is just calling you to try this. And I could be wrong, quote unquote, but this is that I am putting this out in my, my feelings into this in hopes that you also gravitate to it and feel the same way. And you know what, like, okay, maybe you aren't vibing with the crystal I put in the candle, but that's the vibe I put in Mm -hmm. And you can, you can take it and make your own, but this is, this is the intention wrapped around what I have done here. Otherwise we can talk about the tarot and, and meditation. Cause I think Erica is yeah. going to do a meditation. Yeah. Just oh, have a wonderful. quick meditation. So I guess like, uh, so for anybody who wants to, you know, practice the full moon, like Lizzie said, it's all about, you know, um, attracting that abundance, or sometimes if your vibrations are like way through the roof and you got a lot of anxiety going on, you can find yourself grounding. This, uh, meditation will be good for both. Um, the way that I teach meditation is very visual. So, uh, we'll just, I guess, jump right into it. So, uh, if you have yourself a nice, comfortable place, find that close the eyes down find a nice, comfortable seat, whatever that looks like, whether it's on your knees or if you're in half Lotus or, you know, just even sitting on your bed, take a nice deep inhale through the nose, hold it in, maybe suck in a little bit more air and then give an audible sigh. Beautiful. Do that community breath one more time, deep inhale through the nose and then let it all go. Just slowly start to um, allow yourself to focus here and now, just letting whatever, you know, you did throughout your day or anything that you have to do after this, just let it all go. Notice that if you're thinking of these thoughts, that that's totally normal. That's okay. Just acknowledge them and just let them pass. Just slowly begin to focus on your breath in through the nose, deep into the belly, and then out, up through the upper chest and out the nose. 
Just focusing on your signature breath here. This is your breath, the way that you naturally breathe. And as you continue to focus on that breath, clearing the mind, I always like to bring in some visualizations. So just imagine you're just in your perfect garden, whatever that looks like. Well, there's, there's lots of trees, lots of bushes or plants, maybe lots of flowers. And start to paint uh, this garden in really uh, vividly, really specific. So what are the colors of the flowers? You know, is there dew on them? Is it early morning or maybe it's evening? What does the sun like look like through the filter of the trees perhaps? Or is it just nice and sunny out? Just take a few breaths here. Just really focus on what that garden looks like. Just in through the nose, deep into the belly and back out again. Feeling a sense of calm and serenity and peace here. And then to honor the full moon and all of its abundance, imagine the full moon right where your heart space is, right where the beat of your heart is. Maybe you put a hand or two even over your heart. And as you breathe in, it keeps the moon keeps illuminating brighter and brighter. With each breath that you take, it extends from the heart space through out to the limbs, to your fingertips, deep into the belly, down the legs, into your toes, up into your head, until your entire body is illuminated here. Again, feeling a sense of peace and calmness, and again, a sense of abundance, a sense of gratitude Slowly allow all your cells to absorb this vibration, this positivity. So you feel grounded in this beautiful garden around you. Take a nice deep inhale. Open the mouth, audible sigh. Gentle the eyes open. Allow yourself to continue with your ritual. Thank you, Erica. It was so, oh my gosh, so beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I'm <sighs> all about, I'm like, 
let's plant some seeds in the garden. Like I, Callie and I are both green witches. So we're, she's Mm -hmm. definitely focuses on herbalism and I'm like growing a bunch of plants. So, which is probably why you see a bunch of cacti pieces behind me. It's in surgery at the moment. So (laughs) my mother is a a green witch in denial. There's all the plants. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of, I've got a lot of them here too. I've got my, got some strawberry going. (laughs) Last year it made me one single berry. I wasn't the tastiest berry that you've had. It actually was. Yeah. (laughs) It was so good. But all that love, pumping the love into it. And you're just yes. Yes. Homegrown just tastes so much better. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Sometimes they don't even taste like the same fruits that you get at the store. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm not a big fan of tomatoes, but when I grow my own. I will just, mm-hmm. I'll pluck them like the little cherry tomatoes or like mm-hmm. the little orange. I think you gave me the sun gold. Tomatoes. Yeah. It was yours. Yeah, uh, they're like baby. candy. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like pop, pop, like pop them in my mouth just to boo, 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 so because they were so good. But look, anytime I would just would always just like, God, beef steak tomatoes are just the fucking worst. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to call yeah. it for what it is. Yeah. <laughs> or that hot house. It's always, it's yeah. always something. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, so, if it's not heirloom or homegrown, it's yeah. I, I feel like we're like the Martha Stewart's <laughs> of the witches. Of the witches. I, can I just tell you how much I idolize Martha Stewart? I adore her. I freaking yeah. love her. And the fact that she's friends with Snoop Dogg's. I know. He's her no. like 10 times cooler. It okay. Really do is. you know how old she is? No. Now? Uh, she, okay. 70s? I want, I, okay. 70s? She isn't barely. She's 79. Oh, no, no way. She life. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I watched literally just yesterday. I watched Martha Stewart's what I eat in a day. And I'm like, this is all I want in life is I want to be the Martha Stewart of witchcraft. And you kind of are. I'm trying. I'm really trying. I mean, with that target bag that you crocheted out of plastic target bags, I mean, you are, you're kind of that already. (laughs) I do. I do a lot of arts and crafts. I really do. And then, and also like your like nice vintage coops and other things that we were talking about already with your, your cocktails. I made a drink in a vintage coupe the other day that was just around the house. I'm in my mom's house right now and it was beautiful. And I put it out on TikTok and my mom has a TikTok. Uh, she follows me on there and can she's we like, ask what oh, your mom's TikTok is. <laughs> so we can oh, follow yeah. her too. Oh, actually, I feel like I have to, she hasn't posted anything yet. She'll get there. Um, oh. she's waiting until she oh. snowboards in Florida. And so when she gets back, she's like, you'll have to show me how to do that. I oh always gosh. give her this action. She That's does not adorable. have it. Uh, but uh, gosh, what is she? Her name is Kimberly Arden. She's an amazing. Oh yeah, that's her handle too, Kimberly Arden. Hmm. Okay. Um, she's gonna be it... like, who the hell are these people that are following? <laughs> no, me? she hasn't posted anything, and she has eighty-two <laughs> followers because she left a comment one time on a video of mine that was like, "Hi, Lizzie's mom here," and eighty-two oh. people followed her. Oh so my gosh, sweet. it's so sweet. Um, yeah, but uh. <laughs> 
Oh, gosh, so you posted you, like, the, the this the coop yeah and she's like that's your great grandma's it was a wedding gift from her wedding in like 1908 and like what? look at me doing ancestral work yes. without even meaning to that is awesome <laughs> like unreal yeah that's great I I feel you on the ancestry work so I'm my mom's always like, do you want this? Like it's from your grandma or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yes, do not yes. get rid of it. Like yep. I will take it. So hundred <laughs> percent. So what, what's, what's our, first. what's our tarot card tally? Oh, yes. I have, I now I pulled three so we could do that or we could just do one, but I pulled three for the first one as your energy, the second one as focus and the third one, um, as avoidance. So the first one, uh, for energy is the six of wands up. And I did use the, because you turned me on to the bitty tarot. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I actually do want to order there. Um, she's got like four different types of books. And so you have the planner. I have the planner, which I feel like I, March has been kind of a shit show. So I've not showed up every day, but it's like, that's okay. One thing for every day. And then they have like, um, she has like rituals and, um, usually like a six card spread that you, Mm -hmm. and questions associated with those cards, um, for, uh, the new moon and the full moon. So, okay. Um, love it. Obviously the spring equinox one is all about kind of that abundance and the seeds that we planted, yeah. uh, during, and all the, you know, if we focused on things during winter, because obviously we're going more internal, you know, what, what is showing up for us and how can we pay attention to that? But I highly suggest, yeah, the Biddy Tarot by Bridget Esselmont. Um, okay. So energy is the six of wands, which is your successes, your self-confidence. So you're going in that right direction. Um, it's, uh, from what I was reading, encouraging to put yourself out there and be receiving of the love that you're getting and knowing that you're, uh, you're moving into that, the, you're not finished yet. And you're moving into even beyond what you're experiencing right now. So, so keep the acceptance and the love and know that you are moving forward on the path that you are on right now. And that, and now you're getting some accolades. So like, I feel like with you, Lizzie, with your, within three weeks or whatever, just getting like exploding on TikTok. Um, so, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, this all makes sense. It's all makes sense. It's all working out. Um, and you guys too, this is blowing up. I don't know. I don't know yet, but (laughs) it's fun. It's fun. We'll go, we'll, we'll keep it at that, but, (laughs) but yeah, like, so, so that's, um, so keep going. Like all of us, like we all have goals and dreams and maybe we don't know entirely our, and an end point, like who wants really an end point, you know? So it's like, okay, we're on the right path. So let's just keep going on the path 
and um, and everybody loves us. So yay. Uh, so then this, <laughs> the second one is focus and the card that came up with strength. So, which was really awesome. Um, which also strength, not just in the physical sense, but that strength that you have when you have courage and compassion and that you can stand up. So, uh, I was reading up on inner strength, persistence, commitment, confidence to overcome things. Um, because, you know, it's like, even in our successes with, um, the six of wands, Mm -hmm. it's not always a success. You have those down days. You have those days where you just want to sit on the couch. So this is like, that's okay. The next day you're going to get up and do it again. And, and you're going to move even farther in your path. Um, so it was saying that to find your power and stay in your power and to be mindful of your reactions to things, because especially like what we were discussing earlier, talking, um, where everybody is just heightened because we are still in a pandemic. Things are so uncertain. Everybody's heightened and, and we're not really in our own headspace, and we haven't been for a year. So take a step back and think about your reactions before you react Mm -hmm. and know that you're coming from a place of love when you do react, if you decide to react, um, because reactions matter. I wrote that down. (laughs) They do. They do. They really do. Um, so avoidance, and I really had trouble with this one until I actually got the message, um, which is the, ace of cups reversed and it's all about self-love. So it's like, well, my reaction was, well, how do I avoid that? You shouldn't avoid that. Like that's no. So digging deeper, it could be that you have repressed emotions, which also ties into the pandemic and things like that. And all that uncertainty. Um, and that it's, uh, also to be, be careful of internal blockage because you're shutting mm-hmm. down and you're wanting to sit on the couch because you don't want to go farther, you know, and, and we do have that emotional drainage in us when, because we're all creatives here. Um, and that it's okay. And it's okay to have those feelings just as long as you don't sit in them for a long time. Um, but to be mindful of it, be okay, embrace that time. And then you, you got to pull yourself up. Um, so, uh, it's okay to be ready and release it through, um, journaling or that creative process or whatever that if, if you're feeling blocked by something, um, to maybe, you know, go to your car and scream it out, um, so, I mean, I've done that. I've screamed into a pillow during this time. I mean, I think <laughs> mm-hmm. we've all screamed into a pillow. Yeah. And it, it's or just, just screamed out loud. Right. But I mean, it was just like, okay, I felt really stupid doing that. And then as it was happening, like, holy shit, this is amazing. What a great release because we can't actually do that. So I took um, avoidance in, in, a, in that different direction of like, no, you're not wanting to avoid these things. You're um, 
what are you not doing for this, yourself? Yes, yeah. exactly. The, the avoidance is what you aren't doing for yourself. So mm-hmm. acknowledge it. It's okay. And then release it in whatever way you are most comfortable journaling, creating a cocktail, creating a meditation, a candle or, or screaming into a pillow or out into the wilds, you know? Um, so that is, uh, those are the three cards today. And I think that last one is really good too, just because with the emotions that come with COVID, I think we all can definitely say we've had highs and then the lows of depression where you're just like, I just don't feel like doing anything today and giving yourself that grace to like feel crummy, feel shitty about it. Yell the yell fuck if you want to, whatever you want to do. And just like, you know, like sometimes you just don't want to do those things and knowing that it's okay to give yourself that like chill period of, yeah, you know, cause I mean, as with yoga, we are taught that, you know, it's, two sides of the same coin. So you're going to experience both. So yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to feel sad or it's okay to feel unmotivated. Right. It is. I like, like I said, with the tarot, you know, like I have this goal and I bought this thing for, you know, the beginning of the year, I'm like, I'm going to do it every day. And then March has just showed up as a shit show. So it's just yeah. like, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to beat yourself up that you didn't pull a fucking tarot card. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and so like, you know, just go out and like you said, whether it's journaling or even just getting a little bit of vitamin D, whatever it is that helps you yeah. cope because COVID-19, man, mm. it's been a bitch. It's <laughs> yes. been a bitch. <laughs> but a blessing, yeah, in the same, same yes. sky, right? So like we've all learned to slow down just a little bit, so... Yeah. Do you have any last words, Lizzie? Oh, just, I thank you so much for inviting me to join you on this, your podcast and this evening. This has been amazing. This was Um, really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I'm so glad we were able to, to come up with half of the marketing plan for (laughs) your, uh, your witch again, the, the witch treat. And that you'll be there. (laughs) Yes. We'll we'll, we'll come for everybody. 2022. Yeah. We can all gather again. So gosh, I hope so. You want to reiterate where people can find you at? Yes. So on TikTok, you can find me at Lizzie and the bats and it's Lizzie with an IE. Uh, and then on, or you can find me at a, I think it's under Elizabeth Markham as well, or on Instagram at Lizzie and the bats with a Z for bats. Um, only cause someone else got that, got my handle still let out from under me. Um, but yeah, that's where I am. And, and she I'm also, hoping- ha- oh, so I was just going to say, and you also have an Etsy shop too, right. For a, yes. like a few of your yeah. cocktails and beautiful watercolors, by the way. Oh, yes. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, you can find me on Etsy at Lizzie and the bats. And with an uh, S or a Z with an S. Okay. (laughs) Someday I'll get it all sorted. I've actually thought about reaching out to the other girl and being like, Hey, can I, can I have that back? (laughs) Can I have this please? (laughs) I'll make you a drink. Can I have it? Yes. Uh, (laughs) We'll link to things in our show notes too. Yeah. Oh, people easier access. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, so my Etsy is also losing the best. And yeah, I sell, um, PDFs of my recipes for cocktails and all of the artwork 
is my own. Um, I am so lucky. My boyfriend is a graphic designer, so he does the layout for everything. And it's very sweet. He, uh, he's like, I think I want it to look like a D and D book. Like when you're looking at your, your weapons and stuff. And oh it's my got, God, like, yeah. so if, if you play Dungeons and Dragons, you will absolutely notice the similarities between my recipes, uh, the PDFs and like the player's manual handbook. So that is awesome. Does your boyfriend play Dungeons and Dragons? He does. Hell yeah. Yes. He actually, uh, he's a dungeon master for a couple groups. And I played a little bit when we were shut down. He's like, yeah, we're doing a campaign. I thought it was going to be like a few weeks and they're still going over a year later. I, I was like, I need you to kill me. Well, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. This has been Wormwood and Witches. The best happy hour ever. <laughs> I know. Totally. The happiest hour. Uh, oh okay. my gosh. Thank you so much. Yeah.